Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Friday, August 13th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include interest rate lock commitments, my interview with Jason Kwasny on subservicing, and looking at what higher producer prices mean for you and me. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms in an excellence in firm culture by Inside Public Accounting several times. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit RichieMay.com. As potential buyers of odd properties cogitate on Boston's skinny house, built despite the owner's and neighbor's brother, and as the industry mulls over Fannie's decision to include rent payments in its credit decision, stock analysts are mulling over lenders' earnings. Earlier in the year, this commentary discussed IRLCs in the opening paragraph. Income and revenue are certainly metrics whence people make decisions. Is the profit on a locked but not funded loan something a lender should count on their balance sheet? And if so, if the locked loan falls out, is it a real loss? If you're interested in accounting nuances, ask your CFO about interest rate lock commitments, IRLCs, an acronym for a lender's lock pipeline. I mention this because IRLCs are figuring into lenders' results and may continue to do so. For the links to those stories, as well as the latest on employment and transitions, products and services, and public mortgage companies' earnings recaps, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Jason Kwasny, EVP of Servicing at TMS. He joined TMS in 2018 and brings 18 years of experience in the financial services and mortgage industry to his role of managing all servicing operations at TMS, encompassing its remote workforce and two servicing centers located in Connecticut and Arizona. TMS is a top 10 subservicer, and I wanted to talk to Jason about several nuances of the industry. What do you say to someone who's considering using a subservicer? Uh, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, that's the age-old question for, for originators, really, uh, to subservice or to not subservice. And to that, I would say there's no one definitive on whether you should or should not. Uh, that's because each originator or investor situation in business model is unique. You know, but generally people sub something out because the sub can do it better than they can with less hassle. And, you know, in my experience, having worked and understand, understanding both sides of the business and the business models on both sides and the cultures of originators, using a subservicer is usually worth the trade-off. Uh, you know, subservicing is a very Byzantine business. It's filled with all sorts of complexities and landmines that people simply underestimate the cost, the effort, the scale needed to operationalize it to meet their objective and to do it correctly and compliantly. Uh, you know, most originators who retain loans underestimate these challenges, thinking that it's just a longer version of the originations process. And, you know, having been in servicing for so long, uh, I can assure you that it's far more complex than that. And it gets even more challenging by the day as regulations continue to change, obviously you've seen that, or you've heard about all the new CFPB stuff that comes in. 
And I can assure you when you mess up, it's extremely costly. Uh, but the key is to make sure you have the right subservicer, a competent one, a capable one, one that can service compliantly, and one that cares about you as a client and cares about your reputation, and most importantly, cares about and knows how to treat your customers. You find the right subservicer, then the partnership can be very beneficial. Plus, they can offset, uh, they can help offset some of that margin compression, which is critical in today's environment by lowering the customer acquisition cost by increasing your retention with repeat customers. You mentioned that customer acquisition cost there. Can you talk a little bit more about that for those that might not know what it is? Yeah, sure. In a nutshell, uh, the right subservicer can help you lower your customer acquisition cost by focusing on repeat customers, you know, as I stated, which is more important now than ever. Uh, look, it's human nature for people to go with what is familiar and convenient to them. This is why people go in and buy the same brand of car or even the same model car for decades over and over and usually buy from the same dealerships. I, I'll, I'll put myself in that camp. Uh, it's no different when it comes to loans. People are more inclined to give you their future uh, purchase or refi business again and again, unless you actually give them a reason not to. As a subservicer, you accomplish this customer retention by doing things you know they will always want and expect, not do something that will destroy their loyalty. At TMS, we focus on what is not going to actually change in the next 10 years. And we built our business and innovated our technology around that, around what we know is actually going to be stable. Customers are going to want convenience. They want self-service. They want friendly, helpful, and knowledgeable people to pick up the phone fast when they have to call. And they want to get whatever issue they, they have resolved on the first call without having to be transferred around. You know, I would say in short, what they really want is a good customer experience. You know, that, that same, uh, the same one that they got in the courtship and originations, but now they want it for years on end. I mean, you're never going to hear a customer say, you know what, I really love you guys, but man, I wish you'd pick up the phone slower, have a poor attitude, and then transfer me or disconnect me and not solve my problem. If your subservicer does that to them, uh, then you have squandered that goodwill and have given them a reason to not be a repeat customer. On the other hand, uh, you want your subservicer to understand the value in providing great customer experience and that their company structure should actually be designed around it. They should be putting in the effort and capital and technological investment into it because they should have the foresight that the investment will still be paying dividends 10 years from now. And here's, here's where I actually have to speak a little pride about my company, about TMS, because we get it. We actually back it up with action. Uh, this is how we deliver lower delinquencies than the broader market when compared by FICO or Vintage. Uh, we have a 30-second or less average speed of answer, a 92% one-call resolution rate, a 99% customer satisfaction score, and an 83% net promoter score. And you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I know of no other servicer with a net promoter score that high. We value our customers. Uh, we value our clients' customers. They are to us our customers. And we know that by providing uh, that repeated positive experience, they will more likely, uh, they are more likely to give us, give our clients the repeat business when it comes time to do another purchase or refi. So, you know, I, I consider it a win-win. Well, I got to be honest with you and say, I don't know if there's many people out there that are reaching out to their subservicers and saying, I love you, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you could talk about how the subservicing for TMS 
did become one of the nation's top 10 subservicers and kind of the, the steps that it took to get there. Yeah, sure. Uh, but before, before I answer that question, I will say that we do actually have clients that reach out to us and customers quite often that actually tell us that they love us. Uh, and it's, it's something that's foreign to me having worked at many other servicers. Uh, but it's not unexpected because of all the effort that we put in to set ourselves apart and deliver that cus- uh, good customer experience. At TMS, our mission is to actually grow happiness. And you know, we're laser focused on that by providing you know, that top shelf experience for our customers and our clients. And it starts actually by investing in our people. There's a common myth in servicing that it's too expensive to provide good customer experience. To that, I say hogwash, BS. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to get your people uh, to smile. It just takes commitment and investment in them. And it all starts with culture. If you have a deep-rooted and open culture that encourages collaboration and solicits their feedback while investing in them by giving them the proper training and tools to do their job, while making sure they genuinely feel like they're part of the bigger picture, the mission, if you will, then they'll have a smile on every call because they're actually happy to be there. And honestly, this is where it starts and what has allowed TMS to have grown into one of the nation's top 10 subservicers. As a result, our clients have actually found that partnering with us has been mutually beneficial. And we really actually do make it easy for them. From long before the boarding process, all the way through REO, you know, we got them covered. Uh, and we do it compliantly. So they don't have to worry about something coming back to bite them in the butt uh, a little bit later. We know what to do, uh, how to get it done. Uh, we have a cutting edge SIMI platform, which makes oversight of their portfolio easy and always available to them in real time. We're actually a rare breed in our industry in the, in the fact that we're 100% fully transparent organization. And with SIMI, all the data that we have access to, our clients do as well, from customer information to call recordings, to reporting, to performance. It's all in there in real time with a click of a button. And you don't actually need to deal with 70s era technology to get it. No old-fashioned green screens, just a web-based portal for you to see and to do whatever it is that you need to do to ensure things are running as expected. And, you know, it's true that if our clients get up early enough um, in the morning and, and get on a simi, they can actually catch a mistake before we actually do. And our clients actually appreciate that ease of use and level of transparency. It builds trust and confidence in the relationship and true lasting partnerships. And it's that level of trust and transparency and service that we provide to them and their customers that makes them happy and happy to do, uh, happy to be business partners with us, you know, and they tell their, their colleagues in the industry. And, uh, you know, it sort of snowballs in from one client to the next. And then all of a sudden we become one of the nation's top 10 subservicers. Was there anything else that our listeners need to know about you, TMS or subservicing? Yeah, uh, another good question. Let me just say that if you're considering servicing your own loans, just make sure that you spend the appropriate amount of time on, to understand the effort, cost, and scale needed to not only stand it up, but to operate it compliantly. And to do this all while keeping your customers happy, it's not an easy thing to do, I can assure you. And if you come to the conclusion that you do want a subservice, make sure that you find the right partner. It has to be one that matches your vision, your culture, and your and your brand. If it's not, it's never going to work in the long run. I can assure you of that. In addition, they have to be one that can deliver on what they say. And I say, whoever you are entertaining to be your subservicer, make them prove it. 
Don't just send them a questionnaire and rely on that and assume that their responses are fact. Have them provide you the real-time data to back up their claims, and you got to go see their operation in action. Skip the Zoom presentation and go see and feel their culture. See if what they told you on paper is what you feel in the office. Don't just beeline it for the conference room either. Stop and chat with their people. Heck, while in the middle of the presentation, call into the 800 number with the presenters and see how the call goes. When you're there, observe. Look at their employees' faces. Are they happy to be there? Do they have a smile on their face? Because if they don't, then you know what level of uh, service your customers will be getting. And that means you can expect to be receiving tons of complaints. And worst of all, you could lose them as a repeat business and potentially your reputation in the process. So if you're in the market, make sure whoever you are talking to operates with full transparency. Have them show you the receipts, as I like to say. Do they have the technology? Do they have the transparency? Do they have the performance? The industry uh, leading level of service you want for your customers, you know, like I like to say the TMS does. And if they don't, well, then, you know, why would you want to do business with them? Excellent points. Thank you very much for coming on and talking to me today, Jason. Oh, not a problem. It was my pleasure. We had a lot of news and data to digest yesterday. Not so much today. There was the hotter-than-expected July producer price index, which means those higher costs paid by producers either translates into eventual price increases for consumers or profit margin pressures for producers. The National Association of Realtors reported that median U.S. home prices climbed the most on record in the second quarter to an all-time high of $357,900. Prices increased in all but one, Springfield, Illinois, of the 183 metro areas measured. We also saw a larger-than-expected drop in jobless claims, a tepid $27 billion 30-year bond auction that was a blemish on a strong note in bond offering slate for the week, and San Francisco Fed President Daly echoing comments from other Fed officials in saying that asset purchases could be reduced this year. This week's primary mortgage market survey from Freddie Mac saw the 30-year fixed-rate rise but remain well below 3% at 2.87%. Separately, Black Knight reported that after the previous week's 71,000 drop, we saw another significant decline of 83,000 in the number of active forbearances to round out the first full week of the month. We've been seeing the largest movement in the number of forbearances early on in a given month as the plan scheduled for three-month reviews in the prior month are reviewed for extension or removal. After all that data yesterday, today's economic calendar is much lighter. We have received import-export prices for July, up 0.3 and 1.3% respectively. Later are some non-market moving numbers from the University of Michigan in the form of the preliminary August Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey. The MBS purchase schedule covering August 13th to August 26th released yesterday afternoon sees no change in coupons from the prior schedule with two operations daily, except today, where there is just one. We begin the day quietly with agency MBS prices up better a tick or two, 30 seconds, and the tenure yielding 1.35 after closing yesterday at 1.37%. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lending landscape. Visit origins.com today. That's O-R-I-G-E-N-C-E dot com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com.
Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.